Welcome to Savage. I'm your host, Kelsey Kenry, CEO, wife, and mom of three. This is where you find the aligned strategy and mindset shifts to unleash your power, unlock your freedom, and step into your full potential as a CEO. Every episode is full of tough love and hard truths with a side of tactical guidance to expand your success. You ready? Let's do the damn thing. It takes a village. People say that all the time about raising kids, but guess what, guys? Life takes a village. Like, you need a village, a strong support system around you when you're going through things. Welcome to the Bravehearted Podcast, where we are changing the way you get inspiration by allowing you to hear resilience and victory in hard stories. We discuss new methods on handling life situations so you can show up confidently in your life. We are different because instead of just giving you inspiration through stories, we give you actionable tools to make the change that you want to make. Let's live bravely today. Welcome to episode 28 of the Bravehearted Podcast. My name is Mindy Mercurio, career coach and business guru. I help exhausted women let go of fear to find passion in their work. Just a quick reminder, some of the material we talk about is deep and can sometimes be controversial. Please use headphones when listening in public or around children. And today, as always with me, we have the wonderful Kelsey. What's up, guys? Welcome to episode 28. I'm excited to talk today about our topic. If this is your first time listening, my name is Kelsey Kenry, and I am a personal development coach working with women all over the world to find their confidence, find their purpose, and their passion. So as you guys know, on the podcast, we are forever talking about therapy and the importance of therapy and what it can do for your life. So we've actually partnered with BetterHelp betterhelp.com. It's an online counseling website. So you can go on and get a therapist and they will match you with somebody and you can do therapy right from the comfort of your own home, your car, wherever. So you can get 10% off actually your first month with BetterHelp. You just go to betterhelp.com forward slash bravehearted. I just want to keep it real with you guys today. We are in and still in and have been in a rough time. And one of the most common things that people are talking to myself and Mindy about is how to stay motivated, how to keep showing up, and how to basically just keep going when things are hard and when life is hard. So we thought that this would be a really good topic to talk about today to give you guys some good tools because we're still in this situation. And in case, you know, I'm not a big news watcher, but COVID cases are continuing to rise. And so we don't know what life actually new normal looks like. We don't know if things are going to get shut down again. We really don't know. But what we do know is that we are forever in control of ourselves. And so it's about getting some things to be confident in the way that you react to situations. Not that we all (laughs) will do that perfectly, especially when it's something like this that we've never experienced before. So we're going to talk about just 
how to keep showing up and how you can keep moving and do your best when things get hard. Because regardless of when this situation is over, you will face something hard in your life again. Yeah, absolutely. And I think just to kick it off, I want to talk about so careers, right? So mm. and career goals. So I was talking to a client the other day and obviously, you know, there's been a lot of change with coronavirus and what's going on in the world right now. And a lot of people are feeling kind of emotionally depleted. And with that emotional depletion can come some struggles at work. And so she was talking about how she was struggling to stay motivated and get her job done because she was just so emotionally exhausted, right? And so what I talked to her about and what we came to is something I like to call finding your why, um, which is loosely based off of uh, Simon Sinek, who has an incredible video all about your why and the why behind people do things and psychology behind the choices that people make. And so we started talking about her why and why she shows up for work every single day. And her why was bigger than just like, oh, I want to go make a paycheck, right? Like she was passionate about her work. And so I think that that, you know, is a good tool we can talk about later is, you know, like when things are difficult, when you're struggling in your career or you're struggling in any part of your life, like why are you doing what you're doing, right? So what is your motivation behind what you're working on, whether it's a health goal, whether it's a career goal, whether it's a financial goal, what is your why? And finding that why can help you stay motivated towards whatever you're working towards. Yeah, I agree. It's really important, I think, to to think about your purpose. And that's career and otherwise, you know. I know that a lot of people have talked to me just about the physical motivation and like how to keep showing up. It's like if you're used to going to a gym or you're used to going to fitness classes and that suddenly that's removed, people are really struggling with still moving their bodies at home because it's a different environment. It's not... We've talked before about how important your environment is for productivity and to put yourself like in your living room (laughs) and expect yourself to work out is hard. And so I don't like... I don't feel like that, you know, people should expect themselves to think it's going to be easy. Well, you know, there's the the thought of, you know, just be grateful that you can move your body and all of those things. And I agree, but in the same sense, we got to give ourselves some grace when we're, when we're in something hard to be like, okay, this is a hard thing. This is a transition. This is something new. I don't really know what this looks like yet it feels different. It looks different. And so I need some time to kind of feel it out. And that's why we say that, you know, discipline is, is going to forever be more important than motivation because no matter what you do work-wise, workout-wise, parenting-wise, there's going to be some days to where it's just like, I don't want to. And so that kind of ties in with what you were saying about your, your purpose, because I think your purpose really is connecting with that discipline because it's more about your identity. It's more about who you are as a person. So when you're in something hard, you have to remember, what is my purpose here? What is the bigger picture? What is the thing that in the past has kept me showing up? Yeah, I think discipline and something else is self-compassion, right? So mm-hmm. when when you're struggling with discipline, like I, recently I've been struggling with discipline. So 
you know, emotionally, like a lot has gone on. And normally I'm up at 5 a.m. every single morning in my gym working out. Luckily, you know, Kelsey convinced me to build a home gym in January. <laughs> I feel like you, uh, you may have. I had knew some, this was coming. <laughs> may have had some ESP there, lady. I don't know, um, but it worked out really well. Thanks for that. Um, but normally, you know, I'm in my gym at 5 a.m. and with everything kind of going on and all the changes, not only like within the world, but within my own world and things that I'm going through, motivation is definitely not there. Like I'm not motivated at all, right? And like if I relied on motivation, I would be in a really bad spot. But discipline is there. But sometimes discipline, like, you know, if you are just mentally and emotionally wiped, even discipline may not be enough. And when discipline is not enough, that's when self-compassion is so important because it would be very easy for me to say, oh, I'm terrible. I can't even stick to my disciplined routine. I can't even do the small things that I'm used to doing. And, and I could be very hard on myself. But self-compassion teaches me that I need to give myself that space to change the narrative, right? And say, okay, today is just not going to happen. That's okay. I'm doing the best that I can. And I need to move forward with that. So I think that's another important piece of this is, you know, when discipline isn't there, when everything just seems to be falling apart, being able to be compassionate to yourself is key. Yeah, I definitely agree with that. But I think that kind of goes hand in hand in hand with our expectations of ourselves, right? Mm. Because we expect that even discipline, we expect that discipline looks a certain way. And it's not a realistic expectation. Speaking of self-compassion, if you haven't listened to episode 22, we did a whole episode on self-compassion and the importance of self-compassion. So if you are finding that you're kind of beating yourself up right now because you're not following what you used to, or you're in a different routine, or you feel off, head back to episode 22 and check that out. But yeah, I agree. We can have we have motivation sometimes, we have discipline a majority of the time. But the thing about discipline is, again, the expectation of discipline. So a lot of times when we're talking about discipline, people expect that that means it's like this hard, like this is the only way, this is the only the only thing that it looks like. If you veer like left or right of this, then that's not it. A great example of this is last week, I was in Orlando with Mindy. I work out every Thursday morning. That Thursday morning, I didn't want to, so I didn't. And when <laughs> I worked out on Friday morning and I worked out on Saturday morning and this week I've worked, it's like, I know because I'm disciplined at my core and that's who I am as a person, that just because one day where something's different doesn't take away my discipline. It doesn't make me not a disciplined person. It doesn't mean that I, that I don't practice that discipline. It just means that I'm still a human. And that's the thing that we have to recognize about discipline is it's not this linear, hard, straight line that we think it is. That's like, you show up no matter what, and you have to do this and it has to look like this. And you know, you're weak if you don't and all this stuff, it's like, that's not being kind to yourself. And if you try to bully yourself into that type of discipline, you're going to find that you're less consistent because you're beating yourself up. 
Yeah, I totally agree because like, it's like when people fall off the quote diet wagon and I'm not going to get too deep into this, but people fall off the quote diet wagon and they're like, oh, I ate a donut today. I might as well just like screw the pooch. I'm terrible. Like, you know, restart tomorrow, whatever. It's this continuous cycle because you were bullying yourself and saying that you weren't doing what you're supposed to be doing, that you continue to fall into this cyclical pattern of not feeling good and being unhappy and not being able to set a routine. But I also think this kind of ties into goals and expectations like you were talking about, right? So I think that we have to be kind to ourselves in a way when we set our goals to not over extend ourselves, right? So like talking about goal setting, setting smart goals, which I think we talked about in which episode was that? So episode 17, how being a perfectionist stops your progress. That and setting unrealistic expectations. Go back and listen to that one because we talk about smart goals in that one. Uh, But you know, having smart goals that set you up for success instead of setting you up to beat yourself up, super important. Yeah. And I think, you know, just thinking about like, obviously the, the topic today and, you know, how do we keep showing up when it's hard is less about pressuring ourselves into showing up and more about changing the definition of what showing up is Mm. and what that means to you. Because again, it's this, we, we, define things just like we did on the perfectionist and we define things and then set unrealistic expectations. Just like you were saying with our goals, it's like, okay, well now that I can't work out at a gym, I'm going to work out every day at home for 30 minutes and I'm going to do this type of workout or whatever. And it's like, then if you're sore and you like, are like, oh, I just want to walk today, but I said I was going to do this and now I'm a failure. And then you're down the rabbit hole of the all or nothing mindset because you set yourself up to fail by not having flexibility within a goal. Yeah, absolutely. It's like if Michael Jordan, who like failed over and over and over and over again, like Michael Jordan couldn't even get on a basketball team. It would be Mm. like if Michael Jordan said, I can't be like a world champion superstar because I failed one time, right? Like Mm -hmm. setting those unrealistic goals for himself. And it's like you said, progress isn't linear. You're going to have peaks and valleys. You're going to have times where like things are going really well and you're really happy and you're just crushing everything. And then you're going to have times like this. And I think that the biggest piece of this is that you have to learn to accept that, that life is not just rainbows and butterflies and sunshine all of the time. It's... You know, the storm clouds are going to roll in and what makes you as a person is how you handle it when those storm clouds roll in Yeah, and how you show up for yourself. That's a great point. I had a conversation with a client yesterday in which I said almost the exact same thing. And it's so funny to me. I feel, I, I said to one of my clients yesterday, um, I feel like that me and all my clients are connected because we all like have struggle weeks at the same time. So it's like, I'm having the same conversation on different subjects. Like all it like never fails. It's so funny. I had like six clients that we were, I was like repeating a lot of the same things this week, but we start getting this forward momentum, right? Mm -hmm. And it's like, okay, I start this new thing. I'm feeling good. I have my schedule laid out. I'm feeling productive. I'm moving my body. I'm drinking water, whatever it is, right? And then something happens that throws us off. And then 
we spiral into the like anger with ourselves or, you know, the negative self-talk or why, when I know how to do better, am I not doing better? And then it's, you know, that lack of self-compassion that we're talking about. But if we expect to have those down points, if we expect that there's going to be peaks and valleys, then we actually set ourselves up for success. And so what I was telling clients all this week is the importance of touch points. Mm. And what I mean by that is it's so incredibly important for us to revisit our past selves or things from our, you know, our, our history that we're not proud of. Um, I kept using the example of Eric and I, uh, when we've gone out, um, to some of the bars that I used to have nights in that I didn't remember and how amazing it was for me to go into those places and be like, this is not a place that I want to return to tomorrow. I'm so grateful for my life. I'm so grateful that like I can come here and then not have the desire to live in this kind of environment or or come back here consistently. And so when we have those low points, it's it's a touch point. It's a it's a reminder of, hey, you felt like this before and you got out of this before. Hey, you have these tools and right now maybe there's something that's still here for you, a lesson that you need to learn or something that you need to pull from this as a reminder. Like if if it's me, maybe, you know, I'm not in a good headspace and it's like, okay, we, we went out and it's like, wow, man, I realize how good my life really is. It's like, maybe I needed to revisit that to, in order to see gratitude. Mm. So it's like, that's what I was talking about all week with people was having those touch points to where when it's hard, and you're struggling with showing up, there's a reason why you're struggling. There's a lesson that's there for you in that struggle. There's something that you need to be reminded of that's important to you. Yeah. And those touch points can actually help you build confidence too. Because if you go back to those places where you were struggling and you say, wow, look at how far I come. Look at Mm -hmm. how strong I am. Look at what I've gone through and made out on the other side. That could help propel you forward to say, okay, I can do this. I can handle this. I've gone through harder things before, or I've gone through, you know, a different thing before that's helped me grow. And now I'm going to grow again. Mm. And that's a conversation I've been having with a lot of people recently. A lot of my clients recently is, yeah, you're going through this hard thing. It's no fun. I understand that. But think about other hard things that you've gone through that you've tackled. How did you do that? What was the result? How did it make you feel? And how can we take what we're going through and find the lesson in that and move forward? Mm, Yeah. Yeah. And that's a great point about building confidence. Like, cause that's something I think people were, (laughs) we're not kind to ourselves in general. Like we've established that, that that's a struggle for people. So when we're talking in the specifics of how to keep showing up when things are hard, a reminder of what's waiting for you on the other side of that tough situation. A reminder that it is temporary, that for whatever reason you need to be in that space, which sucks. And it's, it sounds easier than it is to do. Definitely to be like, wow, everything sucks. Like my life's on fire, but I guess I need to be here. (laughs) 
It's true though, because it's like, there's, there's something there for you. I mean, even with this past week with us when struggling with Cameron, it's like, okay, what's going on? And then obviously my immediate reaction is, okay, I need some help here. I need to figure out what I can do better and, and reaching for that. And it's like, okay, now we're still in this transition, but now I know what I need to do. So I've come out of it with some new tools and some new lessons. So there was a purpose behind it. You know, that's a really good point too. And it reminds me like when we were talking earlier about boundaries, right? So I think something crucial to look at when you're going through something hard is, was there a boundary that you had set that you allowed to be crossed? And now you need to reset that boundary to reset the situation, right? So like when we're going through hard things and we're trying to come out of the other side of that hard thing and how do we like keep going when things are hard i think an evaluation of your boundaries and like your values and what you've allowed into your life is crucial because it could be that you just you know you dropped a boundary and now you've got something going on that you could easily fix yeah and you saying that actually just made me think of something not only reevaluating your boundaries but also your time Mm. How are you spending your time? If you guys don't have my time management toolkit, it's a really simple free resource that I came up with to show you guys how I schedule out my entire life. And looking at your time is a great way to connect with those boundaries on like, if you check your calendar and you're like, wow, this is full of a bunch of things that a bunch of other people are asking me to do that I'm saying yes to, like I'm making this hard situation for myself. So that's something that you really have to like, that's something that we have to be really honest with ourselves. Like what we're spending our time doing is what we choose. What goes in our calendar is what we choose. Even if it's a job, like you you sign up, you work for a job, you apply, you get the job. It's a nine to five job. You chose that job. You applied for that job. So this is, you know, that's the nine to five, like that's, that's what it is. So you chose that. And so taking ownership for that and within that, I'm sure setting boundaries within the workplace, something Mindy and I both talk with clients about, it's like you have to, because you will run yourself into the ground. And so I guess the biggest piece that I'm trying to say here is like, when you're struggling with showing up you need to look not only at like, we want to turn instantly to ourselves that we're doing something wrong, but you need to look at your environment and you need to look at the other things that are flowing into you and see, am I struggling with showing up for myself because I'm showing up for everybody else? That's a great point. And I think that kind of flows too into controlling what you can control right? Mm -hmm. So a lot of times I think we get overwhelmed and frustrated and we think things are hard because we're trying to control every single piece of everything. And there's a lot that you can't control. Like you can't control if your kid wakes up 20 million times in the night, like, and tries to crawl into your bed. (laughs) No, You you can't, you really can't. And it's awful. And I can't. And I love sleep so very much. And you're right. I cannot control him unlocking his door with the plug from his lamp and coming in our bedroom in the middle and taking the bathroom stool, this little shit, (laughs) the plug, he used the plug from his lamp to unlock his door. Okay. And then goes into 
the bathroom, gets the stool for brushing his teeth, takes it into the kitchen, gets a knife out of the drawer and takes the knife and unlocks our door. So yes, I cannot control him doing that. But what I can control is taking away the things that are unlocking his door and also talking with a developmental specialist to know that I'm not a bad mom for locking my kid in his room and setting boundaries. So asking for help. That was my big piece. Thank you for getting there. Like that's what I was hoping for. Yes. So like asking for help, crucial, right? Controlling what you can control and identifying what you can control, crucial. In Kelsey's scenario, what she could control is asking for help to get better tools in order to deal with what she was going through that was causing her to have a hard time with everything else in her life, right? So I'm going to encourage all of you when you're going through those hard times, when you're trying to figure out what's going on, when you're trying to get to the other side, take a look at what you can control, right? You can control your actions. You can control your attitude. You can't control anybody else. Control what you can control. Yeah. And even in asking for help, sometimes we need to ask for help to get more tools or to learn something new. Like my situation, it's like, I don't know how to parent a four-year-old. This is my first time parenting a four-year-old, you know? And But also sometimes we need to ask for help just to have accountability. Like when Mm. we're struggling, we tend to think like, okay, I got to handle this all on my own. But sometimes it's just like, man, you know what? Like I'm having a hard time like showing up or whatever. Like if you were like, Kelsey, I need you to like text me at 5.30 in the morning, make sure I'm in the gym like while I get back in my routine. I'd be like, sure. You know what I mean? Like asking for that accountability can be really helpful for people because sometimes it's just in that like habit building phase to where it's like, I'm having a hard time showing up. I've identified why I'm having a hard time and I'm having, I just need a little extra support. And I don't, you know, I posted about this on my Instagram the other day. So those of you who follow me on Instagram probably saw this, but I posted about it taking a village, right? Like Mm -hmm. it takes a village. People say that all the time about raising kids, but guess what guys, life takes a village. Like you need a village, a strong support system around you when you're going through things. One of the examples I gave when I was going through infertility, guess what? Had to find a village. It was my friends. It was a therapist. There was a lot of things that I had to do to help myself get through this other side. But look at where I am now, right? I'm super excited. My husband and I are adopting a baby. I can't wait. Like it's I'm in such a great position, but it's because I recognize that I needed that support and it's not weak to ask for help, right? It's not weak to have that village. And if it's okay to have a village to raise a family, why in the world would you think that you didn't need a village to do all the other hard things in your life? Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Nobody does anything alone. I actually put that one of the things in my book is anything that I've ever done and been successful with, I haven't done by myself. That's true. That's true. So, all right, guys, well, let's wrap it up and kind of run through some tools for if you are struggling with motivation, if you're having a hard time showing up, if you're just struggling in a certain situation, here are some things to get you through. So the first thing is going to be just remembering your why, just understanding your purpose and going back to that when you feel like that you're lost, when you feel like you're just floating, reconnect with yourself and remind yourself like, why did you start that in the first place? Or why do you show up on the days you do show up? The next one is going to be 
know that your discipline or anyone's discipline is not linear and motivation doesn't always exist. That is an unrealistic expectation. Nobody is motivated all the time. And just because you are disciplined does not mean that every day looks exactly the same. It doesn't have to be that rigid. The next tool is redefining what showing up means to you. So showing up for me, obviously it depends on the situation, but let's take my daily movement, right? So showing up for me means simply that. It means showing up for 30 minutes a day. Sometimes it's, you know, a great strength training session and a really hard Peloton ride. And then some days it's like I'm on the ARC trainer in my pajamas because my toddler ruined my life the night before. But I showed up. I got there, right? So redefine what exactly showing up means to you, not what you think it means because somebody else is doing it a certain way. The next tool is being compassionate with yourself. Just be kind. Understand that falling down is a very important part of life. We're supposed to fail. We're supposed to go back to those touch points. We're supposed to see and get those lessons. So just be kind to yourself in those moments and try to be understanding that you're there for a purpose, that you're there for a reason. The next tool is reevaluate your time and your boundaries. A lot of times when we are struggling, It's because we're letting somebody do something that puts us in misalignment with our values and we need to reevaluate what we're putting on our calendar and who we need to set boundaries with in order to get back to a place to where we're feeling good. And then the last tool is going to be asking for help to get accountability or new tools. So if you are struggling, you speak up. I think that that's very relevant for the time that we're in right now. And just obviously me being such a big mental health advocate, we all need help. And if you get help, you can do better. And on the days where you don't do better, you know how to get better. So it's important to ask for help. And if we all got better at asking for help, and like Mindy said, stop seeing it as weakness, it would be a better world, to be honest with you. Yep. Absolutely. All right, guys. Well, Mindy, you got anything else? No, but I am excited about next week's episode in our interview. Yeah, I'm very, very excited. So next week we are talking with Brandy Wells and she is a licensed therapist and we're talking about conscious parenting. So Brandy is somebody that I've actually followed on Instagram for a long time this is so funny, but this is kind of our our secret sauce of how we pick guests for um, the podcast. A lot of times it's like we are out there creeping and she just... Um, so Brandy has three kids and I believe she homeschools as well and she's a therapist. So I'm really excited to get her take on um, you know, conscious parenting what exactly that means. Hopefully get some notes for parenting myself. I'm sure Mindy and I will be jotting some things down. But also I know that she has a great personal story too. So we'll touch on that. And I'm excited to talk to her. And thank you guys for listening today. If you're struggling, 
We are with you. Please, if you want to ask for help, we are always available. Message us, email us, whatever you need. We are here to listen and we will talk to you guys next week. Please share this episode if you're listening right now and send it to somebody you think it would be helpful for that you know is struggling too. So we will talk to you guys next week and don't forget to live bravely today. If you are a CEO or entrepreneur, I want to invite you into a space that's unlike anything out there. CEO Power Hour is a free monthly live experience that you can join in person or virtually to get your questions answered to fulfill the desires for your business. Inside this room, you bring your biggest goal, the obstacles you are experiencing, or anything you want my expertise, eyes, and ears on. This guidance, along with the ideas and inspiration from other powerful women, allows you to be fully immersed in the energy of being supported and learn in a completely new way so that you can expand your business and your life to the next level. I created CEO Power Hour to bring together powerful business owners for connection, collaboration, and coaching. This is your invitation, and it's free. The link is in the show notes, so I hope to see you at our next monthly meeting.